Hey everyone, welcome to the Tulia Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. Amen. All right, let me pray, and then we're going to jump in. Father, I love you. Lord, I'm thankful for all you're doing in our lives, all you're doing in our families, and that your grace is on us in Jesus' name. And everybody said. We've been talking about the prophetic word that Chuck Pierce gave. I want to remind you of something he said. He said to frame your future with your words. Frame your future with your words. Then he added something to that. He said frame your future with your words in your region. Now, at the beginning of the year, we did those cards. We wrote down what we're thankful for. We wrote down what we'd like to see God do in our life. And Chuck Pierce kind of uh, connected that, that as you look forward to 2020, as you look forward maybe even five years, maybe even 10 years, what is it you want God to do in your life? What is it you would like to see happen in your life? Maybe in your marriage, maybe with your kids, maybe with where they go to college. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Your finances, your job. But Chuck Pierce said that you and I are supposed to be framing our future, declaring our future. Instead of talking about what we don't have and what we don't like, we talk about what we do have and what we want God to do in our lives. Then he said, in your region. And I just wanted to remind you of how powerful that truth is. Listen, you are in my region. You know why you're in my region? Because you go to Tulia Christian Fellowship and I'm your pastor and I pray for you on a regular basis. We have staff prayer right across the street every Wednesday and we pray for you every single week. I pray for you personally. Tulia's in my region, okay? Swisher County's in my region. Uh, and so I pray for my family. You think about your world and your region and that you're speaking God's word. You're praying over your region. I told the story about how Ashley for three years worked at Eastridge Elementary School in Amarillo. And uh, that school became part of my region. And so her mother and I prayed every single day for Eastridge because she worked there and she was a teacher there. Then at the end of that three-year period, she came here, her and Arthur moved here, and she didn't teach there anymore. So they're not in my region. And so I don't pray for them anymore. Now, I don't mean that in a hateful way or a hard way. Uh, you know as well as I do, you can't pray for everything and everybody. And so I was released from that school because my daughter's no longer there. So he said for you to be speaking, for you to be framing your world, your region with God's word. Now, I want to give you a statement, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Uh, if you're not taking notes, this is life changer. Listen to what this says. Your mountains need to hear your voice. Your mountains need to hear your voice. All right, listen to me. That is so powerful. What does that mean? Well, every single one of you in this room have mountains. You may have a mountain that's physical. You may have a mountain that's financial. You may have an emotional mountain. You may have something going on with your kids. You may have something going on with your grandkids. But every single person in this room has mountains in their life. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. You need to be declaring over your mountains with your voice. Now, let me tell you something. All right, 
I can pray with you about anything going on in your life and I can help get the devil off of you. I can pray with you over your mountains. I can pray with you about the things that are going on in your life that you need to change. We can get those things changed. I can get the enemy off of you. But listen, you have to keep him off. Okay, I can't move in with you. I can't read your Bible for you. I can't pray for you. I can't walk your walk. You have to do it. Okay, I can help get him off. I can. I know how. But then you have to keep him off. Listen, your mountains need to hear your voice. Now, your pastor, since you're in my region, I'm speaking over your mountains. But your mountains need to hear your voice. I want to read to you this morning, Mark 11, 23 and 24. We're going to read out of the New King James Bible. Okay, we're going to go a little bit old school this morning. And I want to show you something that Jesus said. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says will come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he says. Now leave that up. We're going to go to another verse in just a minute. But I just want you to notice something. Would everybody please say whosoever? Whosoever. What does that mean? That means the promise in this verse is for anybody here who wants it. Okay, listen, the kingdom of God is like a cafeteria. You know, now, they, sadly, they closed the furs in Plainview, and I don't know what happened there, but they closed it. But, you know, you can go to furs, or you can go to furs somewhere else, and you get a tray, and, you know, now they've gone to one price, you know, all you can eat, and you can go through and get anything you want. You can get a little bit, or you can get a lot. Listen, the kingdom of God is the very same way. Every service we have here is the very same way. Okay, you can come in and you can get a little bit or you can not get anything or you can get a lot. Okay, that's how the kingdom of God operates. This verse is for whoever wants it. <clears throat> well, you know, pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I'm, I'm not from the right family or maybe I don't have the right income or maybe I'm the wrong race or maybe I wasn't raised in the right church. No, 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 this is for whoever wants it. The only person that disqualifies you is you. So look what it says. Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now, what did I just say? I said that your mountains need to hear your voice. Apparently, Jesus knew that also because Jesus says you need to be speaking to your mountain. And whatever that mountain is, you need to tell it to be removed and to be cast into the sea. Then it says if you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe those things which you say will come to pass, you'll have whatsoever you say. Now, don't miss this. Continue to leave that up, please. Do you know, if you're here this morning and you know Jesus is your Savior, and as I look across this room, I would say probably 99% of you do. Listen, you accepted Christ the very same way that I did. I'm a 12-year-old boy in my mother's living room sitting on her green paisley couch. The Baptist pastor came to our house. He shared the good news of the gospel, and you know what I did? When I heard it, I believed it. <clears throat> I did not believe it. I believed it. He shared the simple message of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He rose from the dead the third day. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, and someday he's coming to get me. And if I believe that and say it out my mouth, then I went from darkness to light. Whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth. Now listen, you, you believe things every single day that you say. Every single day. You're already doing this. 
Jesus said in this scripture, whoever will say to their mountain, be removed, and believes it, he'll have it. Listen, your mountains need to hear your voice. Now, would you put up the second verse, please? Verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, now stop right there. I've said this before, but let me say it again. Anytime you see the word therefore in the Bible, you need to find out what it's there for. Amen? Now, what did Jesus just say? Jesus said, if you'd use your mouth and use your faith and speak to your mountains, they'll be moved. Then he says, therefore, I say. Now, I love this. Now, don't miss this. He gives them and you and I a promise, a principle that will work. He says, hey, if you'll do this, it'll work. Then he turns right around and uses it. He says, therefore, I say. It's not an accident that it's worded that way. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Now, just let me stop right there. Anybody in here have any desires? Man, I got a bunch. I got three real big ones. And their names are Annie and Ruby and Sabri. And Pink Rajah is on the way. When she gets here and has a different name, I'm going to have to really work on it. <clears throat> Amen? Yeah, I've, I've got four desires. Then I've got children. I've got children's mates. I've got a church. I've got uh, friends. Everybody in here has desires. What did he say? Whatever you desire. Now, here's what some of you have been taught. No, now... Now, what, it's whatever God's will is. No, it, does it say that? No, it says whatever you desire. Well, now you never know what the Lord's going to do. Yes, I do. You know how I know? Because I've read his book. I know his character. I know his heart. Now, I'm not trying to be prideful or arrogant. I'm just telling you we've been taught some things that are not true. You know, the Lord won't give you what you want. He only gives you what you need. It doesn't say that. It says whatever you desire. You know what those things are? They're sacred cows. What do you mean sacred cows? Well, we've been taught things about God. We've learned things about God that are not in the Scripture and don't bear out His character. Are you with me? God loves you. God has a plan for you. He's working in your life. Jesus said whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you'll have it. Can I tell you one more time? Let me just tell you one more time. Your mountains need to hear your voice, whatever they are. Now, would you jump down with me to Joel chapter 2? Uh, I want to show you another verse and I want to give you another thing that he said. Joel 2.25. Now, listen to this. This is what Chuck Pierce said. God wants to restore in your life what's been lost. He wants to restore in your life what's been lost. Everybody in this room has lost things. Okay, today is the 47-year anniversary of my father's death, February 2nd, 1974. He passed away February 2nd, 47 years ago. Okay, my father was stolen from me as an 18-year-old. Okay, everybody in this room has experienced loss or one kind or another. If you've been through divorce, uh, I don't have to explain loss to you. If you've been to court and been through custody battles, uh, I don't have to explain loss to you. Uh, if you've been to the doctor and you're fighting disease, I don't have to explain what loss is to you. Okay, uh, we could go around the room this morning. Everybody in this room has lost things. Listen to what he said. He said, God is restoring what is lost. Now, here's what I know about God. He's a redeemer. 
He's a redeemer. He's a deliverer. And the things that you've lost, the things that have been stolen from you, the Bible says that the devil has to give them back sevenfold. Seven times it has to be given back to you. Now, I know you're just like me. Hey, my dad passed away when I'm 18 years old. Uh, Vicki and I were talking about it this morning. I was with my mom and dad 18 years, and I, I've been with Miss Vicki 43. Wow. In the scheme of things, it, it, it's pretty lopsided. And so when I get up here and say God's going give to give it back to me, here's what I know. Jesus said in the New Testament that when he sits on his glorious throne, all things will be made new. Listen, I'm going to see my dad again. Now, I'm not going to see him again in this life, but compared, okay, I lived with him for 18 years. I've been with Vicki for 43 years. Can you wait? Wait till we've been in heaven a 1,000 years. And we say, hey, man, I was on the earth for 50 years, or I was on the earth for 80 years, or I was on the earth for 95 years. It doesn't matter, but I've been here for a 1,000. You see the difference? Okay, God is a redeemer and a restorer, and he's going to give you back what's been lost, and everybody has those things. Now, listen, here's the next thing he said. He said, make a list. What if you went home this afternoon, and you pulled out a piece of paper, and you wrote down some things in your life that have been stolen from you? What if you just took time to write down a few? And it may, I don't know how many it is. It may be five things. It may be 10 things. It may be 20 things. I don't know. But what if you took time to write down, hey, this is what's been stolen from me. Listen, it may bring some tears into your life. I don't know. And then you begin to declare, Father, I thank you. You promised you're giving this back to me. You're restoring back to me what's been lost. You're restoring back to me what's been stolen. And I speak life over my future. I speak life over my children. I speak life over my relationships, life over my business and my marriage. Are you, are you coming on? All right, now look what it says in Joel chapter 2. So I will restore to you the years the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army, which I sent among you. Now let me explain to you what he's saying. Israel was under judgment because they disobeyed God. You're not under judgment because Jesus went to the cross and he took your judgment. Are you with me? Let me say it again. You are not under judgment. The judgment for your sin was put on Jesus Christ at the cross. You and I live in the age, the dispensation of grace. Do you blow it? Do I blow it? You better believe I do. But I'm not under a curse. Because Galatians very plainly says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. So you are not under a curse. Your family's not under a curse. Your job and business are not under a curse. But they were because they were in the old covenant and they disobeyed God. So God sent swarming insects to eat their crops, to destroy their livestock. They were under judgment. Are you with me? All right, now look what it says. God said to them, and he's saying the same thing to you, I will restore to you the years the swarming locust has eaten. Now, locust is a metaphor, okay? It's a metaphor. You and I don't have locusts coming into the yard. You and that, in that summertime, there may be some, but you know what I'm saying. God is not using insects to consume your life because you're not under a curse. But every single person in this room has suffered loss in one way or another, Every single one of you have pain. Every single one of you have been hurt. Are you with me? God says what? 
God says, I will restore to you those years that have been stolen. Maybe you've spent 10 years being sick and fighting sickness. Uh, maybe you've had 10 years in your marriage that it, it was rough and it, and it wasn't good. Uh, maybe you've been praying for a child that's gone away from God and they're not following God anymore and, 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 and that has turned into months or, or, or even years. Okay? Maybe you've struggled financially. Maybe you got some financial issues. Maybe you made some bad decisions when you were young. Okay? I mean, I've had people sit in my office and weep because they owe $100,000 in student loans. All right, now, I could just keep going on this morning, but here's what God said. You know what God said? God said, I'm going to restore the years that you've lost. I'm going to give it back to you. Why is he going to do that? Because he's a redeemer. How's he going to do it? He's going to do it because you're going to speak to your mountain. Are you with me? Well, pastor, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? Now, can I just be honest with you? <clears throat> you have the life you have today because of the words you've been speaking over yourself. It does work, right? Saying that words don't have power is like saying that gravity doesn't exist. Well, it exists whether you believe it or not, does it not? Okay, it's the very same way with words. You know, you've heard that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Everybody in this room knows that's a lie. Words hurt. Everybody in this room have been lifted up by words. Everybody in this room has been hurt by words. You've hurt people with the tone of your voice and not even know that you even did it. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. Hey, debt, I command you to get out of my life. Hey, Father, I thank you. Your hand's on my children, and as they go to school, as they go to college, Father God, your hand is around them. You protect them. Your grace is on them. They're learning. They're growing. You're leading. You're guiding. I speak. Listen, they can be living in Dallas. They can be living in L.A. It doesn't matter where they are. Hey, God, I speak your life over my daughter. Hey, God, I speak your life over my son. Hey, Father, I speak your life over my grandchildren. I just release Jesus' name over my family. Your mountains need to hear your voice. They need to hear it. And God said, I'm going to restore those years that have been stolen. Jesus said, speak into your mountain. Believe in your heart. Use your faith. Listen, everybody in this room has faith. God gave it to you. And stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, how long is this going to take, Pastor? Well, what if it takes the rest of your life? Right? I mean, what if it takes the rest of your life? Instead of, I'm going to try it for a little while, and then when it doesn't work, I'm going to go back to my old negative ways. Amen? <clears throat> All right, stand up and let me pray for you. I know already. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't know how much that blesses me. Instead of, thank God. I thought he'd never shut up. That's what Miss Vicky does. No, she doesn't do that. Okay, let me pray. Father God, I love you. Father, I'm thankful for this great church. I'm thankful for my friends and my family that are right here in this room this morning. And as we go from this place, Father, I send them strengthened and refreshed and encouraged. Father, I declare your life. Father, I thank you that you're restoring in our life what's been stolen, what's been lost, and that, God, you give it back to us seven times greater than it ever was, that the devil has no place in our life, no place in our children, and that you're great 
graces on our households and our families. Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, hey, I love you. Y'all going to be blessed. If you're watching football, enjoy the game, and I'll see you next weekend.